goodbye. We'll be streaming live soon. I wish you could put the music there. Senhor, eu vejo o mundo triste, atribulado pela Good morning. We are at the lake, and there's my uh, little bed down there, and my little tent, and uh, a time to rest and renew and refresh so we can serve the Lord. James chapter, chapter 3, verse 8 says, The tongue no man can tame. But the Holy Spirit can tame the tongue. The tongue can definitely be tamed by the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you about the prophetic in the tongue today. Because the mouth actually speaks words. And in James chapter 3 verse 10 says, Out of the mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. And so what you say, can actually be turned against you. How to handle the prophetic ministry, which is a vocal gift. I've been sharing with you that in order to understand prophetic ministry, you have to understand the power of the tongue. Because through your mouth, you will build, edify, comfort people and change their lives completely by manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy from first. Uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, is a gift, has nothing to do with the prophet. And so, how, how, how can a, 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 James says the tongue can no man tame? The way it's done is through the conviction of the Holy Spirit in the cross. He demands that we make the cross the object of our faith. We can't do nothing without recognizing that Jesus took our sins away. So a, a tongue that is unruled cannot ever be prophetic because it it's collides between itself. Now verse 10, uh, says, verse 9, chapter 3 of James says, Therewith bless, be, bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse with men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and curses. My brother, these things ought not to be. So as I, as I get older, as I understand this principle, as I come to sort of realize that, uh, that I have to tame my tongue, I have to tame my emotions, I have to tame that part of me that is ugly and out of order and unbalanced, I have to understand that the reason why I do that is because if I don't, then the manifestation of the Holy Spirit will not happen. In any ministry, you have to have peace. You have to have camaraderie. You've got to have uh, respect of each other. Without that, it's impossible. So since the manifestation of the Holy Spirit only occurs where the Spirit of God abides, it's impossible many times very difficult to have a manifestation to where behind the doors the tongue runs free. But when it comes time to ministry, we expect a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It will never happen. And so verse 11 continues. It says, 
Does a fountain send forth at the same time, same place, sweet water and bitter water? In other words, you, you, you can't have a fountain that has bitter water and, and, and at the same time it has sweet water. It doesn't happen that way. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine figs? So can no fountain both use salt water and fresh water? And so, how does then a prophetic life survive in a so difficult mode? Because we're human beings. We're, we're involved with people constantly. And, and uh, as, they, as they speak, we ourselves are affected by it. As we respond, we're affected by it. It's like there are two engines uh, of the train pulling. One to the left and one to the right. And uh, in one hand, you can be very religious. On the other, you can be profane in daily life with your mouth and say things that are horrible. So, when we dishonor a human being, you dishonor God. And there's the battle. When you dishonor a human being, you dishonor God. And there are so many things in life that cause us to lose the prophetic, because the prophetic only works where the Holy Spirit can manifest Himself. You know, uh, as we as we travel worldwide, we come against uh, uh, places and churches that are just waiting for a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And in order to prepare for that manifestation, we spend hours in prayer. And we claim the blood of Jesus. We claim the cross of Calvary. We claim Golgotha. We claim, claim forgiveness and redemption. And just after that, the manifestation began to occur. I mean, it usually happens in one to the left and moves to, to the right. As we stand in the altar, sometimes it comes from the back. Sometimes it happens when one person of the ministry turn around in, in the front of the church and lift their hands and the Holy Spirit comes. You never know. You never know when the Holy Spirit is going to do and begin to do things. But I can tell you, it takes preparation of the environment in order to have a manifestation. If the environment is polluted, there will be no manifestation. If the environment is dirty, I mean physically dirty, there will be no manifestation. You know, uh, I traveled many, many years in churches throughout the United States and primarily the southern part of the U.S. And I remember that the thing I did the most when I got to church and nobody was there, secretary is way down there in her office, I would go to the back of the pulpit and it was full of trash. And I picked up my, my, my plastic bag that I carried with me and began cleaning, cleaning the environment, cleaning the floor, cleaning the bathroom close to the main, 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 main lobby, and, uh, and, and then I would just uh, be ready to meet the secretary and uh, get the hotel information to where I can go and prepare for the evening service. It's impossible to have a manifestation in a filthy place. Now you say, Rick, but in Africa it's filthy. Not really. If you go to Africa, dirt can be dirt, can be clean. There's clean dirt and, 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 and in other words, full of paper on the floor and bones this way and all. That's dirty dirt. But clean dirt, you can see that the lady has swept the place clean, waiting for the pastor to come to give a word. So, 
I want to finish it now. I want to read uh, uh, verse 13. It says, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show you a good conversation. Because out of a good conversation, you prepare the entrance of the Holy Spirit. Uh, his works with meekness of wisdom. Con- the conduct that you have. <coughs> so there's so many people that I meet throughout my life. They have an impact upon my life because they have a conduct that is balanced. And so uh, uh, James talks about a good conversation. It's balanced. And so that's how you clean the environment, okay? You simply begin to uh, have a good conversation. And you exalt the name of the Lord, you know. You exalt the, the presence of God. This morning, I'm talking to Newman Smith. Uh, and last night, talking to Elizabeth Wolf. Uh, it was a good conversation. And, and out of those two people that I dearly love, I heard the word of the Lord speaking to me. I heard the encouragement. I heard uh, that uh, poor me spirit cannot be in the mouth of an evangelist. And I left, when I left Elizabeth last night, uh, talking to her, I sensed the presence of God in our telephone call. And he gave me great joy. When you hear someone disgruntled, when you hear someone that lives in the past, when you hear someone that accuses because of sin and that extends no grace and no forgiveness and no unconditional repentance and forgiveness. You see someone that is constantly hard and hard and hated will not produce fruits. And so Paul says, but if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not, boast not, and lie not against the truth. This refers to the fact that if we do boast of anything other than the cross, we are lying, purely, simply lying, Galatians six forty four. So let me ask you this. Are you involved in the ministry, the prophetic ministry? Do you know how to begin a good conversation? Do you know how to talk to people that are desperately needing a good conversation? This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Any wisdom that claims salvation or victory in any way or manner other than the cross is not wisdom from above. Any wisdom, any wisdom that is of God comes from heaven. So the earthly, the sensual, the devilish is of Satan. What do you mean by that? It means that if you operate in the prophetic and you use your mouth because the, the, the gift of prophesying, it's a vocal gift. You've got to measure yourself on these rules that James is telling us. That, that if you use your mouth in both ways, you're not able to bless anybody. It's sensual, it's earthly, it's devilish, it's of the devil. It is not of the cross. This covers humanistic psychology. What is humanistic psychology? It's deciding spiritual principles by human emotional responses. You can't do that. People who do that are tired most of the time. They have no peace, no joy, no, 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 no sense of dignity and, and blessing because you can't have prophetic life and have an earthly life. 
<coughs> you can't have a sensual life <coughs> and have a spiritual manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the prophetic. The wisdom from above has something in it that's very, 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 in other words, you see it. It's pure. What, is, what, do, you, what, do, what, is, what do you mean by pure wisdom? It doesn't come from your theology background. See, the prophetic doesn't work on that. The prophetic does not work on theological thoughts of man in order to explain Jesus. <clears throat> the prophetic operates on wisdom from God that is pure. I took a man <coughs> to Peru on our last trip. His name is Newman Smith. He's from South Georgia. <coughs> and Newman began to share with the group his testimony. And you could sense the presence of God in that environment. It was overwhelming. Yeah, I sat there for 30 minutes saying, my God, that's pureness. It's pure. It's clean. And so, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. It is only found in the fullness of Christ. What do you mean the fullness of Christ? His ministry, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and his return. The parables, the stories, the miracles, all of it describes the fullness of Christ. His glory manifesting. When you go into a place that deals with mud, there's a wheel <coughs> that turns. And the man that works there put his hands on the mud and began <coughs> molding to make a cup, a beautiful cup of, of, dust, of, dust, of, of, of mud, actually, actually uh, good mud. When God begins to do that to you, molding you with his very, very hands, <clears throat> he's preparing you to come to the place to where you will begin prophesying more than using sexual verbal words. It quenches the Holy Spirit. It quenches the environment. It quenches the office. It quenches any room in your ministry that, that the flesh is expressed and it causes you to, to be upset. The reason why you're upset is not that you're upset. You're upset because the Holy Spirit of God has actually been removed out of the doors. But the wisdom that is from above is pure. I love that. That calls the, the, the presence of the prophetic to be energized and you begin hearing more and more of it. Then peace, peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. That, that's, that's the fullness of Christ. Let me go through it and I'll read it. Then peaceable. Because see, I told you that the wisdom of God is first pure. And if it's pure, it brings peace. Uh, remember Romans 5, 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace. Pureness brings peace. 
also is very gentle in what you say. Every time I'm in an argument, every time I've, uh, I've uh, uh, last night, I had uh, yesterday an argument. And last night I couldn't sleep. It's 1 o'clock in the morning I couldn't sleep. I had to take a sleeping pill in order to knock my brain out of that. And what was happening with me, I was mourning uh, the, the, the sensual, the earthly that, that came out of my mouth. When you do that, it quenches the Holy Spirit. And you, you, you're, you're not be able to survive. And so, peaceable, gentle, tender. It's not something that comes in hitting and yelling and screaming. It is soft and tender. And it says, it says this, easy to entreat, mean easy to relate to, easy to talk about it. Easy to exchange conversation. Remember that we're talking about wisdom from above that's pure when when it's from the Lord. So this morning, I talked to a man called Dino Cates. And as I talked to him, he said, Rick, write it down. For the devil operates on the communication lines. Write it down. And as he, as he spoke the words, write it down, because the devil communicates in, 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 in communication lines, the sound, the rhythm, the, the wind, the power of the tongue. And so in, sudden, that, in that very single moment, I heard the Lord say to me, write it down. But it didn't come, write it down. It came, write. We're trying to explain to you that the prophetic is a most powerful vocal of the Holy gift of the Holy Spirit who can establish your ministry. I remember that uh, as I stay on the line praying for people and people are passing through a tunnel, I can hear people talking, 5, 15, 20 people talking. The sound of prayer is all over that sanctuary. People are praying and crying and on the floor. And, uh, and suddenly out of that, Exchange of hearing. I hear. In the name of Jesus. God give this man a job. In the name of Jesus Lord. Heal this man's wife. In the name of Jesus. And the man began to cry. In other words. Just a revelation from the Lord. A manifestation of the Holy Spirit. A revelation of the Holy Spirit. That through the vocal prophetic vocal. Of prophesying. I was able to share them. And when I said it. The healing of course. You know, when, when the centurion said to Jesus, you don't have to come to my house, sir. You know, you can say a word, just a word, and my servant will be healed. Just a word. And Jesus said, I have never seen faith like that in all Israel. Because the vocal, the word that he's referring to, it's a prophesying word. It's an expression of the Holy Spirit. It's a vocal. If you are a pastor and you stay in the back of the church, front door of the church and people passing by after the service, you can prophesy in their hands, in the name of Jesus, I reprimand sickness, in the name of Jesus. You can do an altar call before the pastor, people leave the temple. The preacher should never be inside. That's been done. He should be at the door and, and prophesy over every member a word. Because it's pure, it's peaceable. It is gentle. Easy to be entreated. Meaning, 
You love to relate to it. You love to talk with it. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. When I talked to Elizabeth last night, she's out there in, in South Georgia, Elizabeth Wolf, and she simply said, well, Rick. And then she'll pause for about a minute. I really believe, Rick, that what we're dealing here with, it's a spirit of poor me. And as soon as she said that, she began to pray and began to cry, in the name of Jesus. And suddenly that, that sadness, that morbidity in me left me. And I was yelling and screaming all over the room. Now, it was prophesying. The gift of prophesying is a vocal gift. And when it manifests, there's a fruit. And when you get a fruit like that, you, you know not to be entangled with earthly, sensual, and devilish things, which is of the devil. The mouth is a dirty instrument in the hands of the devil. Also full of mercy. What do you mean by that? Is that, you see, we relate to human beings. Human beings make mistakes. Human beings sin. Human beings have sins. Even though they're saved, they still sin. So what James is saying here is that when you deal with situations that are beyond your understanding, beyond your reasoning, but you are in the wisdom, in the pure wisdom of God, you are connected to the Most High. What What is the man that works with the mud on the table that's turning? When the potter puts his hand on the clay and he begins to mold that piece of clay, it's like the Holy Spirit molding your life. When you are in the hands of the potter and he is by his glory, he is molding you, you are in the pure truth, pure truth of the gospel. Wisdom that is from above is pure. So what is, what is full of mercy? This wisdom full of mercy is that you ignore that which you hear. So as I was talking to Newman Smith last night, I said, Newman, this is what I'm hurting. This is what I'm hurting. And he began to glorify God. What happened there on that exchange with Newman Smith? It was that I was showing him my pain, and he's glorifying God. That's full of mercy. That's mercy. That's, that, that's, that, in, other, in other words, it takes your soul to a level of anger, bitterness, resentment, to a level of full peace and full of mercy. Full of mercy. Mercy is forgiving sins that have, our, have, our, have already been done and, 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 and be forgiven. Full of mercy is that whatever happened in the past will not in no shape or form make your decision. And, 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 unforgiveness, and, and forgiveness is, is unconditional. 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 I, I, I talked to a man this week that uh, uh, sinned against this lady, and he wanted to marry her. And he went to her, asked her to marry him, and she said, I can't forgive you. You know, I, can't for- I forgive you, but I can't talk to you. That's not mercy. That's, not, that, that's conditional forgiveness. Okay, okay. Good fruits. Now that, that speaks because, you see, the, the way to measure prophetic ministry is fruits. Yesterday I met uh, three of my board people. They were gifted people. Uh, Ryan Brooks and, 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 and David Nutter 
and my brother Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, John Freeland. And uh, it was a wonderful visit with them, and they are good, good people of God and goodness of God. But as I looked to, to John, he mentioned the fruits that we've had for so many years. And I remembered, I remember that so many people have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Thousands have been saved by the grace of God. Thousands have been healed, delivered. It's been a wonderful life, wonderful life. And so the fruits are product of a wisdom that is pure. And the only way to operate in that realm is to be able to prophesy in the environment that is pure. And then it says this, without partiality. In other words, the word here is don't, don't discriminate. Don't discriminate. I was in the bathroom of the, of the, of the civic center on a conference there. And one of the pastors came to me and slapped me in the face and left. In other words, he has anger toward me and discriminated toward me because I have a ministry that has fruits and is a prophetic ministry, is a deliverance ministry. You see, he judged me, and he's going to have to answer to the Lord for what he did to me because you don't, you don't slap a, a prophetic person. And so partiality means don't, don't just minister to those people that look very impressive. Don't prophesy and care for those that are uh, well-dressed. Look for the little ones. Look for the ones who are tired. Look for the ones who come begging for prayer. Look for the ones who are barely dressed properly. Minister to and pray for the ones that are hurting. You can see the hardness of their shoulder, their hard hands, their tears, their faces are full of, 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 of pain and anxiety and fear and turmoil. Minister to them and ask the Lord to bless them without partiality and without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is when you do to them, but you don't do to yourself. It is a form of prophetic that lives to bless somebody that wants to be blessed of the Lord, but you, don't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't refer that to yourself. You live a life that is a double life. You're one person in the office and then one person outside of the, t- the streets. And that causes a lot of problems. We have to fight these things. Prophetic does not operate when there is no peace, no gentleness, no, 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 no relationship to be understood, no mercy, no fruits, no, no parti- par- in full of partiality, and full of hypocrisy. These are the elements that quench the ministry of the prophetic voice in your mouth. I hope you have today taken something home out of this teaching. This is Rick Bonfim. Uh, we are in Athens, Georgia. Our, our address is 1711 Meriwether Drive, uh, P, uh, Meriwether Drive, Suite 104, Watkinsville, Georgia, 30677. RBM, or Rick Bonfim Ministries, is a nonprofit organization with the, uh, uh, with the, uh, what is the, what is the organization dependent on? Tax, no, uh, so what is the, what is the, our, uh, nonprofit depends on, a, well, there's a, there's a, huh? The, 
there is a organization in the government of the United States that collect taxes. The IRS. That's right. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. IRS. And we, we are a nonprofit with IRS for close to 37 years. 37 years. And so we're audit ministry. We're an audit ministry. We are a ministry under an accountant, Timon and Timon of Aldosta, Georgia. And I want to tell you that if you see fit to benefit us and to help us to feed the poor overseas in Brazil and to serve the Lord the way we've been doing for 50 years, that you make a contribution to us is 1711 Meriwether Drive, Meriwether Drive, M-E-R-I, Weather Drive, Suite 104, Watkinsville, Georgia, 30622. May God bless you. 30677. The Lord bless you. See you tomorrow. Clamando no escuro, correndo e olhando para trás.